Welcome to the Straight Out of Home Video Podcast, part of the Geeky Waffle Network. Hello, and welcome to Straight Out of Home Video. I'm Vanessa, and with me is Candice. Hello. And we are today talking about You Lucky Dog, which it's not lucky for us that we had to watch this movie, I think. What do you think, Candice? I remember watching this movie. I've seen this before because I believe in the early 2000s, they would replay it Mm -hmm. because it is a decom. That's what they did. So at some point, I saw this years after it came out and I thought it was nice as a kid, but now it just went on too long, even though it's the same length as all the other (laughs) decoms. Yeah, I don't really know exactly where they got this idea or who thought that this was a great idea to push forward. But I guess in theory, it could have been a cute, like at least pitch, right? It could have been a cute pitch. But the way that they executed it, not so cute. I, I, and, and especially since you have quite a few people in here, I mean, including the main character who is played by Kurt Cameron. And it's directed by Paul Schneider. So you kind of expect a little bit more out of it. But it was, it was not, I feel like it was just uncomfortable from the very beginning for so many reasons. And one second, this is a different Paul Schneider than the actor. This is a Paul Schneider. This guy directed Baywatch and Jag and a few other things. Okay, that's fine. I'm just saying that he has a career outside of this, but that made good distinction to put on (laughs) because <laughs> there's multiple i'm like there's multiples of these guys right yes yes there's so that's no that's a good distinction to to have but that's the thing is that i mean and not, not everything has to be a winner but but still th- this one was was a little off so the whole premise is kirk cameron's in this and his wife is also the lawyer in the whole thing oh, i didn't realize that that was his actual wife but that's yeah funny. I looked, I'm like, why is she so familiar? Her name's Chelsea Noble, and she was in an episode of Seinfeld. And I have Seinfeld eyes. She mm-hmm. was the English patient episode where she has a boyfriend who looks like George. And George can't get over that somebody so beautiful would be dating someone who looks like that's so why she's she, trying to- yeah, that, yeah, that's why she looks familiar. Okay, to me at least. <laughs> but they do, they've, they've been in a lot of things together. So I think- he gets her cast and stuff or she, and she gets him cast and stuff. So that makes sense. I just it, it's from the beginning. I was a little nervous just because it starts out with this sitcom theme almost. And it it's just pretty it much just really psych, sets up with this dogs. Goofy, yeah, it really just sets up this very, very goofy tone. And it had that goofy music again, just like they did. It did in Twas the Night. And so yeah. I just was I was like, oh, man, I'm not excited about this. And it just kind of went downhill from there. I guess I should say at least the synopsis of what this movie is, which is basically this guy who has this job as a dog psychic, basically, because when he was younger, he had what he said was a connection to his childhood dog, and he could actually tell what he was thinking. So it was this whole big thing. There were lots of news articles about it. And he just kind of rode that wave into being this guy who... I mean, he claims to be a dog psychic, but you find out that that is the only time he's ever actually had a connection with the dog is with his childhood dog. He's faking it. And he's faking it for everybody else, which, again, very (laughs) psych-like. 
but he's just not he's not as good as psych honestly no and he's he's found out fairly quickly although i have no idea how long he had this job for before he was he's found out but anyway before he's called out on this he has one man who comes in with his dog and somehow this psychic instinct does click again which is that's never explained exactly what this is or why he can do this or why there's only certain dogs that it happens to but anyway it clicks again and he impresses the guy who's there with his dog and so he a very oh, sorry, rich guy a very, a very rich, rich guy, guy. yes a mr and, windsor who's yes. whose driver and assistant is played by uncle phil yes James correct. Avery. correct so i just was like it's uncle phil from yes. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I mean, and, how many uh, Phils are there? <laughs> no, I mean, I well, hopefully anybody who's listening to this podcast probably knows who that is. But yeah, um, we have some younger <laughs> listeners, though, who might not have grown up with Fresh Prince like we did. Exactly. And so he's very impressed by him. And so later on, you find out that this guy is, is mega rich. And he has these three, I guess, were they nieces and it's, nephews? Yeah, it's one yeah. niece and one, two one nephews. One niece and two and... nephews. And he passes away. So they're there to hear the, the will reading and they're expecting to get all this money. And Which I found out. Mm-hmm. They don't do will readings like that in real. That's a thing for TV. For TV. Well, you like, have to have the drama. Come on. So much and, drama. And you have yeah. to say it out loud in front of everyone too. Exactly. Because that's the most embarrassing. And they yeah. they were apparently horrible people. And so he didn't want to leave anything to them. And he didn't. And instead, he left all his money to his dog. And lucky. in, yes, lucky. Your and, lucky dog. He's lucky. He has millions yes. of dollars now. And Kirk Cameron's character, because he had this connection with the dog and kind of clued the, the guy in, Mr. Windsor, to how awful his niece and nephews were. Even though, I mean, I'm sure he knew, but basically it was just kind of a warning. He was like, okay, you get to be this dog's handler, basically, and you get to to decide how this money is spent in relation to the dog. So basically he inherits 64 or so, I think, million dollars, yeah. even though, I mean, it technically belongs to the dog. And so he's freaking out. Obviously the niece and nephews are freaking out because they don't get anything. And They find that- out from their lawyer... If Kurt Cameron's character is seen as an actor and saying the money will all go to them. Yes. Which it seems like a weird clause to have, you know? I well, I guess that that's more so legal situation of if, if yeah, if you if you find you out that the, someone's de- debilitated or something, then they can they can contest it. So of course, now they're trying to figure out how to see if this guy is really crazy or at least make him look crazy. And yeah. I, I don't know. Their whole situation in general was was just really, really weird because apparently they were all living in this house. And I guess he was, Mr. Windsor was bankrolling all of them because they were freaking out about what what they were going to do. They're like, well, what are we going to do until we get the money back? So so I'm like, why did this guy not cut these people off before Before. dying? Yeah, because (laughs) Mr. Windsor takes Lucky in at the beginning because something's wrong with Lucky. And Kurt Cameron realizes he thinks that there's three people in the house with you who are hostile, and that's worrying Lucky. So the dog know, knew something was up from the start. And can I just say, one of the nephews is John DeLancey. Yes, who is who plays Q. Q from Star Trek. I can't believe <laughs> he was, was in this. That was the thing. That was so exciting because I didn't know exactly what this movie was or who was in it until I, I try, kind of tried to make that a surprise for myself. And yeah. he showed up, and I was like, oh my God, it's Q. 
And so I got more excited about the movie, even though I was still not excited. That was that was a really cool reveal. But yeah, I don't understand what they're how they were living and also what their deal was because the two nephews kind of looked. I mean, not normal, but I mean like normalish, right? They had their suits or whatever. But the the niece was like a cross between some sort of socialite and an eighteen hundred lady, and I don't know what that clothing was. It that was so what, weird. It's how kids to let them know that they're rich, you know. Yeah, but it was it was like she was trying to be in a period piece or something. It was very, very odd. And her deal is that she's so fashion conscious. And I'm like, you have no idea what you're doing. I don't know. And then the other nephew is played by Taylor Negron. And he was in the Olsen twins series called So Little Time, which was on, I think, ABC Family. My sister and I love that show. So there's a bunch of character actors in this that I thought was just really interesting. And I actually recognized him from Angels in the Outfield. He was... Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was the guy who was basically... I don't remember now. It's been so long since I've seen that. But I just remember him being kind of like sort of this... He was a negative character. I remember that. Yeah. And so I automatically disliked him in this. But it is interesting because I feel like this... Again, this pitch might have been okay, especially since it reminded me of, have you heard of, this did kind of happen, not in necessarily with the niece, the niece and nephews, but Gunther's Millions, have you heard of this? Mm-mm. This is a documentary series, which it literally is about a dog who inherited a fortune from, from his owner. Wow. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, well, the premise is, is kind of silly. Apparently it can happen. Did he have a psychic <laughs> with him? Not a psychic, but he definitely has a publicist and I think someone else, a couple other staff member, staff members who handle his money and everything. And it's, it's, it's very intense. And now they're on, but see, now they're on the third or fourth or something iteration of Gunther because the, the original Gunther passed away. And so it's just descendants now. Wow. Okay. So dogs are, (laughs) the dog socialite, a dog, old money. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because these dogs are living the life. Yeah. And like this dog, Lucky, they go to the mm-hmm. mall, which shouldn't be taking a dog to a mall. And he picks out a couch and a bunch of shoes that he's going to eat. Yep. And a bunch of toys from the pet store and just living, living the life. Living the life for real. And I'm like, there's no way that they would have allowed this dog in any of those stores. And can I just say... My dog, Bucky, had issues with the two movies that we watched back to back because Mm -hmm. this dog is named Lucky Mm -hmm. and they kept saying Lucky. And he was like, Bucky? Yeah, Bucky. (laughs) Actually, I think his original name was Lucky, but the rescue changed it because there's too many Luckies. But, well, Bucky is just the same with just a B. I mean, obviously he knows that. Ucky. He knows the Ucky. (laughs) Ucky, exactly. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah. that... Uh, yeah i'm so well sorry bucky i know it's i mean we need to have a movie well he has his own movie obviously winter soldier but yeah but this is chris evans as his name exactly (laughs) wouldn't we all though right yes i i thought that some of their the plans of these the niece and nephews were insanely ridiculous especially since one of their plans was to capture the dog and bite. it sounded like they were possibly going to kill him but yeah, either, yeah. But either way, that was not part of what would 
get them the money. I mean, they had to they had to prove Kirk Cameron's character mentally unstable. And I don't I'm pretty sure there would probably be contingency plans in there for if the dog passed away or went missing or whatever. And I don't think that they would get the money in that case. So I don't understand why that was even on the table for them. Yeah, I can't tell you. I don't I don't know. The whole thing is a real mess. There's an action scene where they break into the house. And then there's a courtroom scene. The courtrooms. (laughs) Which I don't know what the verdict they were trying to get was that he was crazy that he was that he was was crazy crazy. yes that he was crazy so and and the thing was is that the way that they were trying to fix Kirk Cameron and his lawyer were trying to fix this was for him to actually demonstrate that he is because basically what happens is when the dog gets too excited then he basically becomes an avatar for the dog yeah and so we see Kirk Cameron biting stuff like chewing on shoes and scratching his ear and people do think he's crazy because of that and the and that's the thing is that they're like oh yeah well let's demonstrate that in court and i'm like that is probably very counterintuitive to what you're trying to do and so he's moving like the dog with the dog in sync and saying things but they do a thing where he turns around and only Lucky can smell or see what someone's holding. And that yes. kind of proves so that. And was... just people accept it. People yeah, like, everyone's was... like, it was a good idea, but I don't think that it was legally sound is basically. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, but the jury is impressed. Everyone's like, oh my goodness. Yes. This must be the real thing. And then finally they find out that, well, well Lucky is, is remembering the night that his owner died. And so Kirk Cameron's character is is able to see what happened. And the guy who played Q, I forget his name now, but he's it turns out he's the one who actually he actually poisoned Mr. Windsor. And so Kirk Cameron's like, oh, this is okay, I'm getting to it. And then he's like, he's like, oh, you did it, you poisoned him. And everyone's like, oh my God. And then the dude pulls out a gun, which had a courthouse. Into the courthouse. I mean, I don't know if they have if they have metal detectors or had metal detectors at this point, but I'm pretty sure that they have more security that would be able to detect if you had a gun, especially if you're if you are a, a, pro, a prosecutor, defendant, whatever. If you are, yeah. part of that, I don't understand how he got that in there at all. I don't get it either. It's like if you ever done jury duty. You have to be scanned. You have to go through so many metal detectors and everything. So, yeah. And then you think the dog gets shot. Yeah, but I was like, there's no way. There's no way. This is not I don't that know. Kind this movie's movie. weird. Yeah, this movie. This, I guess, sure, this movie is so weird. But it's it's like, oh, the dog gets shot. And then all, all of a sudden, Kirk Cameron's like, oh, no, I can't live without you. And I'm like, wow, that happened really quickly. Oh, and but, then... Then the dog's lying down on the ground. He's like been wounded. And what? The dog was faking it for attention? Apparently. they're like, oh, it just grazed his ear. I guess this dog is kind of a ham. Yeah. Lucky. I mean, you wouldn't you if you had $64 million as a dog? And I just want to say, okay, so the dog's name is Bogus. The, the actor's name. The actor dog. The actor Bogus the dog. Mm-hmm. He's very talented. Oh yeah, what what else has he been in? Oh nothing, but he was very talented. Oh in this yes, movie. he was very talented. He could nod his head in certain ways. Mm-hmm. He could, I was very impressed with the dog actor. Yeah. yeah. 
Have to say so that, was because there's no way that dog's still alive. No, that's <laughs> That always makes me sad when I see I dogs know, but, and like, yeah, like, <laughs> it's like that dog is so dead. Oh, <laughs> all those dogs are dead. <laughs> because at the end, we see that Lucky realized that you could buy the dogs at the pet store, which is actually yeah. bad. Lucky, you should I go to the rescue know. because so right, right. I mean, I th- that's the thing. I think that with with that, I'm like, wait, can you just rescue the dogs? <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, if the pet store. If they don't get bought at the pet store, then they need to be rescued anyway. But but yeah. it's going to do supply and demand, and the pet mm-hmm. store is just going to get yeah. more of them. I know. I saw. I thought about that too, but I don't think that that was such a social issue. I mean, not as big social issue at that time, maybe. But I don't about, think Lucky I, understands that. I noticed that too. But then he's no, a but rich the funny, dog. He grew up in thing, privilege. He doesn't yes, know. He did. But the funny thing was is that. So the lawyer comes over and obviously he's got a crush on her and everything. And she has a daughter and the daughter's the one who wanted the puppy. And he's like, oh, I bought the puppy for her. He's going to live here, but it's her dog. And I'm, I'm like, you did this without the mom's consent. And the mom is just totally fine with it. Also, they just started knowing each other, not even dating. So what happens? Yes. The dog lives at his house. Yeah. What happens if the two of them break up? That little girl. If they even start dating. Dog. I know. And again, like, I would be, I would be like, dude, you crossed a boundary. You didn't even discuss this with me. Absolutely yeah. not. But then the themes, the theme song plays again, and everybody's happy. This theme song <laughs> called "Togetherness," which I thought was like a, oh god, what's his face? The Toy Story guy. Yes, 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 yes. I. Randy uh, Newman. Yes, Randy Newman. Yeah. Sounded like it did sound like that. It had it that sounded quality. like a discount discount Randy Newman song. It did sound like Togetherness. that. <laughs> I don't know. This was rough. It was rough. And you rough with know, an R U F F. Ha 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 ha. I had to add a pun in there. I will say the funny thing is, is that Kirk Cameron is obviously everybody finds him charming, especially at this time in his career. I I think that he probably did his best. He was going pretty all out with it. He, uh, he embraced it at least he embraced it and that you can't fault him for that but it was just very uncomfortable do you want to guess what the what the audience score for Rotten Tomatoes was two percent you're off by 60 percent damn I thought it was yeah 62 percent which so is bad. which I'm like wait a second the look of the Irish was 53 percent and I don't understand how this one scored over that how is I that possible look the Irish more entertaining I know, but that I, could yeah. be a nostalgic thing, though, because I remember I don't looking think, Irish. No, more. I don't think. But here's the thing: I didn't see any of these at either of these. I don't think before we've watched them for this recording, and I definitely was like, "Oh, look at the Irish! Is, Irish is cute. I could watch this again." I'm not yeah. watching this movie again. <laughs> I don't understand why people like this more over Look at the Irish, but I don't know. Maybe uh, it's Kirk Cameron's fans. He has a maybe. big Christian group. Yeah, of fans. that's that's true. That's true. Anyway, I feel like we have talked about it's enough. That's enough. That's enough. You, you, you know everything you need to know about this movie at this point. I can't believe there was poisoning, murder, a gun, all this in a, a cute little dog movie. That's that's also true. That's kind of well. That just goes to show what our culture is. <laughs> but anyway, I think that's all I can say on this. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Candace, where can they find us if you even want to? Oh, after? yeah. 
talking about. You can find us at thegeekywaffle.com, geeky underscore waffle, the geeky waffle everywhere everywhere else on social media. Awesome. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Candace. And I hope you have a happily ever after until you inherit $64 million for being a fake dog psychic. The end.